no self-worth, no, no self-love, no self-respect, it's hard. I, I would kind of allow myself to be treated poorly because what can I expect when I look like this? Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I'm Carl, your host, and today I'm joined by Erica from the West Country. How are you doing, Erica? Hiya, I am really good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. It's a good week so far. I uh, I just passed 500 followers, which for some people, and including yourself, is, is quite a small number, but for me, it's a... Uh, a no, big milestone, no, so I'm, I'm very that's, happy. That's not a small number. I I started at at one followers at, at one time. Um, so yeah, no, 500 is not small. It's great. Well done. Thank you, thank you. And I, I think to be honest, it's more a case of the fact that it's it's proving the fact that this podcast can help people and, and people are interested in it. That that's for me. You know, I, I'm suffering from imposter syndrome quite heavily. So <laughs> so seeing people like it, seeing people listen, is is making a big difference. But anyway, that's enough about me and the podcast. <laughs> let's talk about you because you have lost an amazing seven stones since you started your journey. And I'd really like to delve into that today if that's possible. Yeah. Before we do, can I just ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and and maybe, you know, your journey leading up to when you decided you were going to lose weight? Yeah, sure. So um, I am 28 now. I need to remember to say that properly because I do keep telling people I'm 27. I think the whole pandemic thing threw me back a year or so. I feel like we lost a a year or two of our lives. But yes, I am 28 now. Um, I joined Slimming World when I was 24. Um, But before that, for my whole life, really, I've, I've struggled with my weight from about the age of seven, I would say, um, is when I yeah can definitely sort of pinpoint it probably got worse. Um, and that's when my family moved to a pub. My my mum and dad were, you know, just busy working it, working behind the bar, waitressing, whatever. So I could just go to the kitchen myself and, and sort of order what I wanted. Um, so you can imagine that little seven, eight, nine year old me was not ordering, um, you know, salads <laughs> or, um, you know. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, exactly. It was it was nuggets, sausages, chips, beans. It was, Peas didn't even get a looking. It was beans every single day. I still love beans now. Thank God they are free on Slimming World. Otherwise, I'd be doomed. Um, but yeah, um, so that's, I think, really where it spiralled. And then obviously we had like the back um like store cupboard I can't think of what the proper word is um the pantry yeah so I could go in there and help myself to chocolate and crisps and scampi fries and pork scratchings and beef jerky um so that was my nutrition for a few years so yeah I was always overweight um as a child uh and then when I hit my teens my weight 
actually always correlated with my age. So when I was 11, I was 11 stone, 12, 12 stone, 13, 13 stone, uh, 14, 14 stone. Um, and then when I was 15, I fell pregnant. So I had Rory when I was 16. Um, and I kind of don't ever remember a period of, of weighing myself around that time. Um, and I think obviously life was just pretty manic. I feel like it all just went by in a blur because I was just tired for like the first two years because yeah. he was not a child that slept. And I went back to do my A-levels. Um, so I was like doing the feeds through the night, going to college, doing my A-levels, eating rubbish, just, you know, convenient stuff as and when. Then I moved out. Um, I, moved, I moved out when I was 17 um, in with my first boyfriend. So then I really had that freedom of, yeah, I was in charge of my food shops um, and what I wanted to buy from the shops to eat was not, again, not, you know, veg. I think I probably had veg like once a week and that was on a roast dinner. I've always been a roast dinner fan um, and I reckon that was probably the only time I got my greens in. Other than that, it was, yeah, takeaways, pots of Pringles, tubs of dip, um, the chilli heat wave, like big bags, you know, the share bags. Well, no, I wasn't sharing them with a single soul. Uh, they were all for me with a whole pot of dip. Um, Chinese takeaways were probably minimum two two nights a week. Um, so, yeah, it just I, I remember a period of time, I'd say maybe from sort of the age of 19 to, to 21. I think that was when I was probably at, at my most heaviest when I when I look back on photos. But I, I didn't weigh myself Um so I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I remember ditching scales at some point. Um, yeah, in my twenties maybe or late teens. I just chucked them away and, and wasn't interested. Um, I would just say all the time, like, oh well, fat for life. Like it was my way of like shrugging it off and trying to make light of it. Um, but actually I, I was not remotely happy with my size. Um, I was always bigger than all my friends. I could never share the clothes you know when we're all getting ready for a night out and they can swap tops and switch dresses well that was never an option for me you know that was never even a conversation I would have with my friends because it would it's, <laughs> they knew and I knew that, that that wouldn't be possible um so yeah and then the, the sort of the, the changing point was when I was on holiday with an ex-partner um and he took a photo of me on the beach. I wanted, you know, wanted something to upload to the gram, you know. Um, he took a photo and then I looked at it afterwards and I was just like, I just, my mouth just dropped. And I was like, is that what I look like? And he genuinely had a look of confusion on his face um, and, you know, d didn't know what I meant. And I said, like, I, I, look, I look disgusting. I look vile. And that was how I spoke about myself. And, and, and he said, no, no, you know, no, you don't. You're, you're beautiful. You're, you're pretty, whatever he said. And I said, but, but look at my legs, look at my arms, like look at my tummy. You know, it was, it was, it, it, I looked unhealthy. Um, so we got back from that holiday um, and I joined Swimming World that week. So that was when I was, yeah, I was 24. It was a week no, a week before my 24th birthday or 25th birthday. Like I said, COVID's really messed me up. I'm not even sure when it was now. Um, and yeah, I lost six and a half pounds in my first week. And I just felt a self, a, you know, a real sense of achievement and like, wow, this has worked. And, you know, I haven't gone, I haven't starved myself. I haven't done anything crazy. Um, you know, I've eaten meals I like, like 
bolognese and chili con carne and I made a curry um but obviously it's just it's just it was all from scratch um rather than quickly grabbing the the jars you know jars of dolmio or the curry jars you can get in in shops um so yeah that that and it, uh, yeah it was my birthday I'd lost basically half a stone in a week and I was like yeah okay I, you can do this Erica carry on um and that's where it all began wow what a, what a great backstory and, um, <laughs> yeah sorry that I went on for a bit there <laughs> no 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 fantastic like, like I said to you before I gave you that green light I said this is about you so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm thank you for, for sharing that and I, I would like to take a few steps back before we yep. get to your I think you said your 24th birthday now but I'm gonna say that COVID screwed me up as well but I, don't <laughs> yeah. I, I can't really use that excuse for your age um <laughs> I should have just paid more attention so you, you said that it was a holiday and you know the, the the words you use to describe yourself as vile and disgusting and yep that that's something that I think most people that I've spoken to have had a moment where they've seen themselves through a different lens yeah and I think for so much of the time the way we see it you know, one person said that they'd always take a selfie and, and post them for the gram uh, you know mm-hmm. to upload it but they'd make sure they got the perfect angle so they they look their best yeah but obviously the truth is that that's just one angle, one shot, one moment, and and you see it for a moment. You you make you know it makes you feel a bit better about yourself. But yeah, I, I think it's it's those candid photos where you're not posing, where you're perhaps you know caught not looking at the camera, where you're you're not expecting it that you yes. really see, or, or at least feel that that's how other people will perceive you. Yes, probably probably not with those same words, um, because we're often much harder on ourselves than than other people are, although there are some quite spiteful people. But ultimately, it's how we feel about ourselves. And, yeah. and so, but leading up to that, you said as a teenager, uh, you know, you, you'd gained weight. You obviously had Rory when mm-hmm. you were 15, when you were 16. Yeah. Fell pregnant when you were 15. And and I would say that probably your, your mind and, and time was so consumed with raising a baby and college mm-hmm. and everything else that it probably wasn't your biggest priority at that moment but it sounds as though as you kind of went into adulthood started your 20s you became more aware of it and and more unhappy about it yeah and 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 did it did it affect your life in other ways um I personally feel that because I was overweight um for all of those years and trying to date and you know find love because I I had Rory not being with with his dad so I was a single mum so trying to find love when you're a single mum in itself, I think can, can be quite a difficult task. Um, but trying to find love when you have no, no self-worth, no, no self-love, no self-respect is hard. I, I would kind of allow myself to be treated poorly because what can I expect when I look like this was my mentality. Um, and, I didn't think about that at the time. And now that things have changed and obviously I've grown up a bit, a bit, <laughs> um, and I've had like reflection time. I'm like, I, it, I, I, it's sad. I, I feel so sad for who I used to be and what I used to accept because of my weight, because, and because my weight made me feel so bad about myself um, and that I couldn't ever, you know, I would tell myself that I, I wasn't good enough or strong enough to to change it. 
and that I, it was never going to happen and I was always going to look like this. So, you know, oh, well, I'm sort of unlucky sort of thing. Um, and actually being overweight also, um, another implication of that was that I, I had a skin condition. It's called hydrogenitis supertava, something like that. I might have said the second word wrong, um, but it is massively linked with obesity and smoking. I struggled for years with like painful boils um, that come up on your skin and they can come up in loads of areas. It can be your groin, your armpits, um, your breasts, your tummy, um, different areas for different people. My main area was on my stomach and it was always like it was it was in the stretch marks um, on my stomach, like like I guess the not so strong skin, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they were like massive painful boils. They would burst and it was like um, sort of like bloody pus. Um, so then, you know, depending what I was wearing and if that happened in public, that added a real level of shame and embarrassment um, because that, that, you know, that could come through on my T-shirt. Um, so... I and doctors just used to send me away with with antibiotics and and I'm not really someone who who kicks up and makes a fuss either like I you know I I could probably say there's about five times I've been to the doctors <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm one of those people you. that you suffer you know, in silence yes yes I very much so and that's a thing as well from within my family my family are exactly the same you know, we don't want to waste people's time. We'll just deal with it ourselves. Uh, well, obviously, I couldn't deal with this myself. But yeah, the antibiotics didn't work. Um, and after years and years, um, I just said, I said to one doctor one day, I, I was lucky. I got a, a lovely female doctor, and I just said, "Can I be referred to dermatology?" I, I had to ask if that was, if that is a possibility. I didn't really know, but I've been doing some googling. Um, and, you know, she kind of looked at the amount of times I was just sent away with these these same antibiotics and they hadn't done anything. So she took photos of, of these boils that I was getting and um, sent them to dermatology. And, yeah, I was seen like within a month. I was then on a different course of, of medications and sort of like, you know, a body wash. Um, and that coupled up with then losing the seven stone. Well, it was actually once I'd lost about four stone, it was gone. I and no more I was I was pain free and I couldn't really believe it that I think that that is a massive win for me with with the losing weight and and the dermatologist said that the medication in itself wouldn't it may have you know settled things a bit but it certainly wouldn't have because it, it can be a lifelong condition okay um so yeah she said it was it was that coupled up with the weight loss that has has meant I no longer suffer with it that's great news yeah and, and i can imagine like you said that that combined with the weight loss you know it's, it's a double win for you and, yeah. and two things that obviously were making you very unhappy while you were suffering Definitely. with, with the, the condition i'm not even going to attempt to say what it's called because if you, if you got <laughs> yes. the second word so, wrong i've got no chance you no know, for sure people call it hs um and HS, i've actually okay. since then seen um because i didn't know anyone with it and I've posted about it on my social media because it is very much linked with um, it being overweight um, from, you know, the leaflets that I've, I've read now and speaking to the dermatologist and GPs about it now that I finally know what it is. Um, so, yeah, I did do a post about it um, because sometimes those the boils, once they've popped, they, they also scar you. So I am, I you know, I am left with scars. It's always going to be a part of a part of who I am. But I think it was really important 
to, for me to share that um as always pretty much share everything you know I'm just just an open book but the amount of people that commented saying oh my gosh maybe this is what I've got and like I said because it's such an undiagnosed condition um that people don't know what it is and people are ashamed I think to go to to a GP and 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 show them and ask them and you know it was it wasn't just my weight even which was why I would shy away from you know being seen when when I'm being intimate with my partners for example I would the lights would have to be off I'd have to leave a top on it was it wasn't sort of a you know natural just embracing loving moment ever I never had that because all that was going through my mind in those moments was you need you need to shy away you need to keep hidden he can't see you he's going to see your fat he's going to see your stretch marks he's going to see your your boils your skin condition I just um I was yeah I was just consumed by my feelings of hating myself and hating how I looked in every aspect of my life um so even once the the health condition had had gone once I'd lost some weight that in itself started to really help me start to feel good about myself and and I do think it was it was once I'd lost around four stone that was pretty much you know my my skin condition was clearing up I was I could notice it more in in clothes you know I could because it's not just about the figure on the scales it for me actually I think majority of the the wins and and everything else that that goes with it was was from not the scale results. It was from the the clothes that are now too big and being able to go into a shop and just being able to pick up a size and pretty much knowing it's going to fit. I'm I'm going to be able to do up these trousers or this this skirt or this dress dress is going to zip up. Um and and not picking up size 20s, looking at at and at, at it and thinking gosh I'm not even sure if that will fit you know so so that that change of mentality it was really for me just the best thing about losing weight fantastic and again you, you've covered so many great points there and um I think first of all before we go any further I, I do want to just say that for anyone who listens to this and is suffering from you know what you've described Erica with boils mm-hmm. armpits groin breast mm-hmm. stomach area and and had no idea what HS was. Definitely look into it in more detail. And and one other thing you said as well is that there's there's probably this element of shame for a lot of people. Yeah. Not just with with perhaps having this condition, but any kind of illness or problem, aches, pains that you feel are related to being overweight. Yeah. And 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 like you say, you, you may feel shame that okay, because I'm overweight this is a result of it. It's like my punishment. And that's how I've heard people yeah. describe it. And and it's really not. And the thing is, if I'm sure people who are slim, people who are overweight, share many common ailments, but don't let that be a reason not to go to the doctors and get it checked out because yeah. maybe it isn't related to your weight. But in any case, if it's something that's, that's creating misery for you and, and is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. have the confidence to go and get it checked out. And Obviously, they're trained professionals. I'm, I'm not a medical professional, so I'm not giving any advice here no. in terms of what to do. But I am just saying more on a confidence side that that you shouldn't feel shame and you, you should be able to to take yourself there and get checked out. Take a friend or something, but don't yes. just sit there with it. 
And I think something else that I did actually um, was take photos when they would come up and be at their worst, because if anyone else has a doctor's surgery, <laughs> that's like, I think a, a lot um, around here and that I know is that actually once you book an appointment, you're, you're possibly talking a month down the line. Um, and, and these boils that I'm describing, they could last maybe two weeks, maybe four, but you know it would change throughout that that time so when they were kind of at their worst at their reddest or popping I would take photos and actually I felt easier showing the doctor photos on my phone as opposed to you know having to strip off and show them my stomach or you know what wherever it might be um so that may help someone you know if they think they might have HS and it's that they're maybe feeling a bit embarrassed or, or ashamed or they don't want to get that body part out to the doctor then you know I, I really do advise take some photos when when they're there um, and then show show the doctor when when you then have your appointment great suggestion thank you for sharing that Erica really that's really good um okay so we're going to move on from the boils and, and obviously we've got in some detail about the things that were were holding you back and mm-hmm. and obviously making you feel quite miserable yeah and then We'll fast forward now to just before your 24th birthday. Yep. Come off back of holiday. You went to Slimming World and, and you lost, was it six and a half pounds you said in your first yes. week? Yes. Yep. Which is absolutely fantastic. And as I'm learning more about Slimming World and Weight Watchers and, and the various other weight loss methods, I, I do understand that that first week, this is something that is often met with criticism by people and I, I hate mm-hmm. seeing it on, on Instagram where someone, you know, they celebrate their first week loss. And there's always a comment that goes, oh, it's only just water weight. Yeah. And I'm like, do you know what? Shut up. And I'm sorry to say it on the podcast, but (laughs) it's how I feel about it. It's like someone has taken the courage. Just let them celebrate. (laughs) Exactly. They've taken the courage. They're six and a half pounds less heavy than they were the week before. Yeah. And they've just made probably one of the most scary and and biggest decisions of their their life to to actually do something about that. It could be something that's taken years to pluck up the courage to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you see someone celebrating their week one, just say well done or say nothing, please. Yes. Um, because it's really not helpful or, or kind. And I, well, that's something I, I don't like. So, okay, rant over on that. I um, agree. So anyway, you you then went on your journey to losing, uh, you know, a huge amount of weight. And mm-hmm. was, the, was the progress linear? You, you mentioned before there were ups and downs. <laughs> Tell us a bit. Okay, so I'm guessing by that laugh, it, it wasn't linear. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And it very rarely is, I think. It, I think it is it is really rare, um, you know, to just go from being one weight and steadily declining down to a lower weight that you're happy with. I think that's that's really rare for me. Absolutely not. I was up and down, you know, oh, there was just speed bumps the whole way along this road um, and potholes and random branches I had to jump over. There was there was everything in the way of my straight road. Um, but that's fine. I do all I used to I I genuinely never ever ever felt bad about gaining weight because I had in my mind it this isn't the end it's not over until I say it's over there's it's not over until I'm at my target goal weight where I want to be it's not over until I'm happy um so yeah some weeks when uh, it was it was a birthday or I'd been out with drinking with friends or out for food with friends or me and my partner went um, and scoffed our face with KFC after the cinema and I'd had some popcorn. You know, yes, according to um, the Slimming World plan, I had I had over So I had gone off of the plan. 
So uh, it is likely I'm going to gain weight because what I have done is consume too many calories. You know, it's, it's not anything bizarre or, or uh, crazy. It's, it's just science. Um, and I, and especially for a lot of my journey, I also wasn't um, exercising. So if I was, um, you know, eating rubbish foods, I was very, what's the word where you're just the couch potato? What's it? What's the proper word? <laughs> Um, sedentary sedentary sedentary, yeah I lived a very sedentary lifestyle okay (laughs) um for for a long time because I didn't have the confidence to exercise but that that as well is is a whole other story in itself um so yeah uh if I then overate or you know was just bad for a week or whatever and gained weight I, I knew it was coming because I knew I hadn't followed the plan I was supposed to follow. Um, so I would go, I would weigh in. I never missed a weigh-in unless I was abroad on holiday. Never. Whether it was going to be a gain, a maintain, or a loss. Because each weigh-in was the chance of a new start. As well as each day, and even each meal time. My my mentality has always been, you know, I could go out for a... I don't know, a cream tea at lunchtime and consume far too much food and, and eat till I feel sick. I can come home and that's still not the whole day ruined. That's just that one moment, you know, and the moment's over. So now I'm going to have whatever I planned, my my omelette or my chili con carne or whatever it might be. And that's totally fine. And then tomorrow I've got the chance to, to go again as well. Um, so, yeah, I just... I just always think it's it's never over. Your if your journey is just completely straight and you're one point to the other and you've got to where you want to be, great. If your journey's not and it's more wiggly and all over the shop and full of gains, maintains and losses, great. Your journey is your journey and it's been for you. You know, I've still got to where I want to be. It's just taken me longer than it might take other people, but that's fine. We're all different. Not not just in our weight loss journeys, not just in what we look like, but in ev- absolutely everything because you're not going to have the same week as I am you're you're not going to have the same relationship with food as I do there's so many factors to it that that's why I I say on my Instagram all the time comparison is the thief of joy what don't compare yourself to what someone else looks like or what someone else has achieved the only person you should be comparing yourself to is the you you were yesterday if that if you want to be better than who you were yesterday then it's down to you to make that happen and each day you get the chance to try that again and again and again. Um, so that's why even now, you know, I've, yes, I lost the seven stone and got to target. Now I've gained half a stone um, through lots of things that have kind of just happened over the year and summer. And I've had a great time. I have no regrets that that's happened. But each day now, again, I just tell myself, right, let's let's try again today. Let's get planned. Let's restart. Um and there's no shame in that. To, to me, I just genuinely think it's so normal. It's so normal. <laughs> I um, agree. I, yeah, I think a, a curvy, wavy journey is is probably more common than the, the straight line sort of, you know, quick journey. Because there's a lot to unpick, isn't there, with, with relationships, with food and trigger foods and, and all of that. That It's not just... But what, <laughs> something I always think is we all know well, we should all know what, what healthy foods are and what and what we can eat to help us to lose weight. No matter what type of diet you are following, um, we, we should all know and have an idea of 
of of you know the better foods and better choices but that's often not enough is it we need that support and understanding from other people which actually i guess is why you're doing this isn't it <laughs> it, it actually is is one of those reasons yes erica and i i think the thing is you're, you're absolutely right like knowing the difference between like if, if you you put two different foods one something terrible for you and i say terrible for, i don't believe that there's foods individual foods are terrible mm-hmm. for you but it comes down to a number of other factors, portion control, um, you know, how often you eat those foods, what else you're eating with it, what you've eaten throughout the rest of the day. And I think that's where the education lacks. But when you do follow a program such as Slimming World or Weight Watchers, where you're, you have everything laid out in front of you, and if you follow that plan that you're given, I mean, there's literally millions of people who have done it before you, and it works. And whether or not... You, you, you see it as, like you said earlier, it's just science and it's just packaged in a way that's easy to understand and easy to follow under a, a company called Slimming World. It's still just science. The basic principles are still there. They don't change because you're following Slimming World or you're following Weight Watchers. It's just the, the vehicle, as I've said before, that gets you from that A to B and the way it's packaged in an easy to understand way. You don't need to necessarily know all about proteins and carbs and fats and macronutrients and, and calorie counting it's done for you. So if you follow that, this will happen. And you've said some great things there, which are so true. Now, this is not to take away from anybody who's had a, a linear journey and has gone from the moment they decided to lose weight every week, a loss, a loss, a loss, all the way to their goal uh, that they wanted to achieve. Fantastic and great for that, that person and the many people who do it. However, what I will say is that if it does take you longer, if there are ups and downs along the way, I personally believe that this is more reflective of real life. And when you do lose the weight and you do reach your goal, I think this is a much more normal way of carrying on forever than that linear progression. And and this was something on, I believe, Joe's episode. He said himself that he almost, when he reached his goal, he's like, okay, now what happens? Because he's just so focused on losing weight every single week. When you get to that maintain, it, it can... There's a risk of, first of all, it being an anticlimax, he said, because of the fact that you've done it, and then what? And then there's also the risk that you're going to start gaining weight because you think, okay, completed it, and that's the end of the story, when it's really not because you're not going to stay in that calorie deficit forever, but the risk is then you go into calorie surplus and you start gaining weight again. And and that's when it can, again, spiral out of control, depending on your relationship with food and, and your surroundings and everything that's happening in your environment at that time. So... This wiggly squiggly road with speed bumps, I think is completely normal. And what you've mentioned here is about having that accountability and being able each week to say, okay, and this doesn't matter if you go to a club or you do it at home, have that day where you're like, okay, this is the day, my truth, where I say, okay, this is the progress I've made. But as time goes on, and and I'd like to ask, what you think about this i think that it's important to zoom out instead of and the reason i say this is because you said this earlier that if you have one meal which you know is off plan or or against you know doesn't really fit in with the, the foods that you should be eating while you're losing weight that's just one meal it doesn't mean the whole day has to be ruined you can go back and and like you said have your chili con carne or, or something that fits back in after that or that could even be a whole day that's off plan or not you know in line with your diet but if you take a zoom out that's one day out of a whole week you might go on holiday for a week and that week could be one week out of a whole month 
And when you look at that one week out of a whole year, it's a very, very small amount of time. And this is what I encourage people to do because don't give up on yourself, even if it's not planned. I mean, if you, if you know you're going out for dinner with people, if you know that you're going to um, be out celebrating or going to the cinema and you, it's a planned meal or occasion where you think, okay, I'm, I'm going to go there and enjoy myself and not worry about it. But I think what happens to a lot of people, it's that moment where it's getting to dinner time. They haven't really thought about what they're going to have. And it's almost like a, a level of anxiety where they start panicking. And this is usually where we as people start to make poorer choices and you end up grabbing the closest thing or just end up eating something you're not really satisfied with. And then later on, start picking and snacking on, on things, you know, you shouldn't. So it comes down to the planning <laughs> yeah. as well, I think. hundred percent for me, for on my, on my most successful weeks is the weeks that I am thoroughly planned, thoroughly prepared, um, thinking about what's coming up, how I'm going to utilize my, my sins. So that's, you know, on Simming World, that's the things that, um, you have to have in moderation. So that's, you know, my, my chocolate, my crisps, whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, on, on the weeks that I, I have done best, it is the weeks that I have planned my meals, been and done a food shop accordingly to that list that I have created so that I know that that's what I'm going to stick to. Um, because there's, there's so many factors that can ruin your week. And the key is that you establish and recognize what they might be for you. So that they could be a whole range of things. Something that might trip up your weeks consistently might be the, the frequent coffee shop trip with mum which always includes some, you know, fabulous frappe, macchiato, charpe, <laughs> coffee, you know, something fantastic some and weird and wonderful, full of cream and whatever it might be, along with the chocolate, uh, a, the you know, chocolate cake or whatever. Um, and then it might be, it, or it might be the weekly cinema trip with the girls, or it might be the Friday night wine night with the, with the boyfriend. Um, these are things that you you need to start recognizing um, and actually having conversations with your loved ones of what could we do instead. Um, that's what I had to do when I when I met my partner. Um, you know, we we, we loved a, a drink together. We do. We love I love a bit of red wine. You know, just a couple of red wine, nice bath together. I know, very Lovely romantic. Job. Lovely uh, job. Yeah, um, but actually, if that was going to be like a weekly thing, this is this is gonna start to you know impact me so we we had to have a conversation you know and, and I had to say each each time we sort of you know have a date night or, or go out for a date as well we're gonna I, I need you to to sort of help me and we need to think about other things that we can do that we'll both enjoy that doesn't just revolve around food and drink and that's not even just a new relationship dating kind of thing I think that's a real British society thing drinking and eating is how we celebrate it's how we it, it's how we enjoy stuff when it's when it's someone's birthday you don't go and give them a punnet of grapes and a new fruit bowl you give them a bottle of wine and a box of chocolate when it's christmas same thing when someone's i don't know leaving work it's the same thing um when it's someone's birthday and you're going to celebrate with your friends it's going out for food and drinks or one or the other it's it's constant and that is that is our society as well when you go to the shops you need to bear in mind that you're going to see things that look like the good deals on the edges of the aisles, but they are going to be deals on 
alcohol, chocolate, crisps. They're not, you know, buy one, get one free on this packet of bananas. It's it's convenience junk food. And this this is a society thing. So you need to establish where where your pitfalls are or where you struggle the most and work out your tactic of how you're going to change that pattern of behavior or, or that that moment um, so that you can be more successful in your weight loss journey. And I'll tell you what, it's hard work, but you will reap the reward. Absolutely. And, and I think as well, having that support network, having other people who are doing that, it, it can sound very daunting to somebody who's listening, who hasn't yet started that journey, wants to, but is feeling a bit overwhelmed by it all. What you've just described could quite easily say somebody could be like, oh no, it sounds too complicated. It sounds, it sounds too tricky. Mm. It is really not the case. And finding the method and the way of losing weight that works for you is so key. Yeah. But it's just to say whether it is slimming world, whether it's Weight Watchers, whether you do start tracking calories, there are so many applications, groups, websites, information, mm-hmm. YouTube videos, Instagram reels that that can make Podcasts. it more simple. Podca- <laughs> Podcasts like this one. Thank you very much, Erica. You. <laughs> exactly but this is all information but again can be quite daunting but once you focus and decide okay I'm gonna do it and and really start looking at ways in which you can achieve that I I think it becomes quite easy quite quickly and then it's not so daunting anymore so it's really just about taking that first step and I I really encourage people to you know find someone and it doesn't have to be someone who's going to be losing weight with you necessarily but just somebody you trust someone you can be open with someone who's you know who's got your back and can support you. I think that's absolutely key. And and then taking that first step and deciding how you're going to do it and when you're going to start. And then from there, you can find so many people who are willing to help, really. And and like you said, on your Instagram account, before we started actually recording this episode, you said that you get so many people that say, thank you for being honest, thank you for being open, thank you for being true. And your Instagram account is absolutely fantastic, Erica. So I'd like to ask if you're happy to share that with oh, everybody who's listening yeah so um yeah um we were just discussing um you know instagram and so for me my way of kind of um blogging my my journey and helping me keep on track was my instagram i didn't create my instagram with any ideas of building it up to, to what it is now there was no aspirations um it was literally i didn't want my personal instagram page full of sim and world accounts and foods so that I could no longer see my friends posts that was actually why I created my sim and world account I wanted it just for my weight loss and I didn't even tell my my friends and family about that Instagram account um because it was because a lot of my my friends and families friends and family sorry haven't um had to go through uh trying to lose a lot of weight or hadn't ever been overweight I actually didn't really have anyone in my close circle that could really relate to how I felt what I was going through what I wanted to do so I found this weight loss community on Instagram and I just was like wow I was was blown away so I wanted to to do what you know other people were doing and blogging their food and I was getting the food ideas off to people and getting support and uploading my results of my week and it's just everything's just kind of spiraled from there but I think one thing I would I'm I, I would pride myself on is that I have always been open and honest because like I said it, it is just a journey we are just human to me it's just totally normal to have highs and lows literally in life or in your weight loss journey um, day to day 
it's it's just so normal and I think you know I, I would never just tell people oh yeah you know I've just and had another great week lost loads of weight um you know ready to go again no if it hasn't happened it hasn't happened um because to me there's just no shame in that because it is totally normal so and and you know aside from even the weight loss sharing my um you know my thoughts and feelings about my body because when you lose weight and if you have a lot of weight to lose um it's rare that you lose a lot of weight and your body just pings back to perhaps what you might hope it might um you know whereas I never had because I'd always been overweight I never had an image in my own mind of what I would look like at target you know I never I never knew what Erica at a healthy weight looked like I I, I didn't know um so I never had a an idea in my mind so there was never any feeling of um you know failure or or not being good enough once I'd lost that weight I was just like wow here I am I've lost loads of weight I have achieved something incredible I've done this and here's my body now it just to me it just is what it is I I honestly have have no shame in it um and you I shouldn't. No, I know. Thing. But but you see it. You see it a lot. And it makes me feel so sad for these people that have lost so much weight and put so much into themselves to, to get their body healthy, to, um, you know, just, just live a healthy lifestyle. And they're still not not happy with their bodies. It, it genuinely that that for me is like the saddest thing that I can see on social media. Uh, people tearing themselves down and picking themselves apart. Um and, you know, not even necessarily on social media because not everyone even posts about it then. A lot of people have these thoughts and feelings and it's just all still in their mind. Um, and I know how damaging that can be can th- to think of yourself in such a negative way. So I, I've just always tried to tell myself the positives, have no expectations, um, you know, no no wild expectations anyway. Obviously, I, I expect myself to have a good week every now and then and, and be on plan. But, um, yeah, you know, I never expected to look like Megan Fox come the end of my journey. I mean, I'm awfully close, but um, not quite there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I've, I've got the loose skin. I share it. I just think it's really normal. It's pretty cool. Um, it, it is what it is. And and that's pretty much my, my life motto anyway. It is what it is. Just just accept it. Um, I encourage people to go. Sorry, I'll just cut you off. Okay. I'm sorry, Erica. But I just wanted to encourage people to go and have a look because you really do promote body positivity and I think it's so important and it's definitely part of the aspect you you you, I mean you've summed it up much better than I think I could but I think there are so many people who look at you know ultra slim athletes and and you have to describe them as athletes because these people genetically have a a body shape of an athlete and you know this is something that a lot of people I think okay once I've lost weight that is exactly how I'll look Mm. and it is not the reality, but it's when you've lost the weight, you feel comfortable. And like you said, when you can go shopping and buy the clothes that you want and do that, yeah. I think it then enters another realm of, of having to maintain that and, and learn to live with the new you. Yeah. And, and that's something I would absolutely love to have you back on further down the road on the podcast to talk about in more detail, because I think that in itself would be a fantastic episode. Um, but we are running out of time today, Erica. So can you share your Instagram account name, please? Um, yeah, so it's Erica's world underscore SW. And I have to point out that is Erica with a K and not a C. (laughs) 
thank you for doing so. And as always, I'll, I'll make sure there's a link to the um, within the episode for that, so people can just click on that and go and visit you and, and follow you. Because awesome. um, aside of the, the lovely food that you you know share and the what you eat in a day, your weight mm-hmm. loss journey, there's also a, and I'm going to have to to mention Ziggy. I'm sorry, but there's. <laughs> a beautiful cat that makes an appearance on most stories and and Ziggy is as, as as great as it is you sharing your story Ziggy deserves his own account I think because he's he's an amazing cat and I, he's always I, up to yeah, all kinds it, of mischief it might have to happen maybe yeah I will I will certainly think about it whether or not he remains on yours or he gets his own account you know keep keep letting us know how Ziggy is as well as much as we love to see how you're doing Erica Ziggy's become <laughs> part of the show as well absolutely Listen, this has been an absolute pleasure and thank you for being as open as you have, as honest as you have. You've shared so much useful and helpful advice to people and, and just been really honest and real about it. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Always here. And as always, you are now officially a weight loss warrior. So welcome to our tribe. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Take care of yourself, Erica. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.